All right. Good morning, Vilma. How are you doing? I'm all right. Yeah. How are you? I'm wonderful. Uh, it's great to host you today. And I'm happy to say welcome to Stories of Significance. Uh, I cannot uh, wait to hear your story and then listen to it and watch it later on again. So that's the blessing I have. Double blessing. So how are you doing? How is your family? Um, I'm doing well. By the grace of God. And my family is also doing well. Yes. Now, maybe we could, uh, some of us don't know you much. Maybe you could just start by telling us more about yourself, who you are, your full name. Uh, you married, do you have a family? How did you grow up? How was your childhood? My name is Vilma Oma. Oma is my dad's name. Yeah. But I've adopted another name, which is Okwengo. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm married to one Stephen Okwengo. And we have a son. Mm -hmm. Prince Okeno. Mm -hmm. uh, growing up, I've always been a, they say a good girl. Yeah, and uh, we were, I can't say we come from uh, such a humble background, but we were, we were brought up well. My dad had a good job. My mm. mom had a business. She has done business all her life. So we were, we were taught well. We were taken to good schools. And uh, up until uh, Form 3, life was good. Um, and then things took a bit of a different trajectory. But still, well, my dad worked so hard and I managed to finish Form 4. And then after Form 4, I had to get a job as early as that. And now pay for my fees for now the next phase of my life. Mm -hmm. That is college. Yes, up until today. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so let's go back a little bit because one of the things I've come to learn and realize is that our upbringing mm -hmm. has got a lot to do with who we are today. Mm -hmm. So let's go back a bit. When you say things uh, took a little bit of a turn, mm -hmm. what exactly do you mean by that? And um, when you joined campus or college, mm. what is it that you studied? Um, my, my, both my parents uh, love church a lot. Yes, and we grew up in church. And my dad was very, very spiritual. And he taught us faith. My mom is a pastor now. Yeah. Actually, in our family, it's the other way around. It's normally the... The man being the pastor and the yes. woman is supporting. Yes. In my family, it's different. My mom is the pastor and my dad is, is supporting. Yes. So during, uh, there's a, a period that they were given an early retirement, my dad. Yeah. Yeah. Then, uh, uh, that is when life took a different turn. Yeah. He got the money, yes, and invested here and there, but seemingly things didn't work out as he had planned. But still, he worked hard to make sure we had finished school. The other people, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, a, I'm the third born in a family of five. Mm -hmm. Two girls ahead and two, uh, two boys after me. Yes. So I was here in the middle. But um, after finishing Form 4, I, was, I, I went to Kisumu Girls High School. I finished my Form 4. Then I got a job. Mm -hmm. After a few years, my boss was like, Wilma, you have to go back to school. 
Yeah, mm. it was not a, it was a casual job, not a serious job. Yes. So my boss told but me. But the boss knew you need yes. to go back to school. Yes. But the way we grew up, mm. we are always felt there was more. Our my, my dad encouraged us to do more. Mm. He was not able to uh, give me the college life that I wanted, but at mm. least he would encourage us to do more. Mm. So I got a few bucks and I went back to school. So I started with certificate because one, one again, let me take you back a little bit. Yeah. What I wanted to do was architectural studies. Mm -hmm. That is my, that was my, my passion. That is what I wanted to do. So I registered, I looked for the spaces. Then the, the, the college that was offering that, that I really wanted to go to was now, uh, is it called the Kenya? It was a technical university at then in Nairobi. Mm -hmm. So I, I registered, I wasn't picked, and I think I gave up. So I left it pending. This year, I've registered to do the architectural course. Wow. Yes, after 20, I think, years. Wow. Yes. So it's still something that I wanted to do, even up until today. Huh? But I went to, I, um, I registered for a business course at Kenya Institute of, Kenya Institute of Management. Uh -huh. Did, I studied from certificates, mm. finished the certificate, then did the diploma, finished mm. the diploma. Then after that, got a job, got another job. Then marriage came. Then the baby came. And then my husband was transferred from where we were in Kisumu to Nairobi. Mm -hmm. I had to resign, follow him. Then again, he, he was transferred from Nairobi to Mombasa. So I had to resign mm. from Nairobi to follow him to Mombasa. Most people didn't know. And maybe mm. if my parents or my in-laws hear this, they would hear it for the first time. Yeah. I couldn't tell them that I resigned. It mm. was like a taboo. But I knew exactly what I wanted. So I yeah. resigned, followed him to Mombasa. That is how our journey in Mombasa started. And that was, could you remember the year you landed in Mombasa? Yes, Which 2015. 2015. I can't forget. <laughs> so I came to Mombasa earlier than you. <laughs> okay. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah, so 2015 we landed and we started a new journey. Yes, that has brought us to where we are today. Now, did you get employed when you came to Mombasa? No. Or you I never even looked for a job. Okay. But yeah. for him, he continued yes, his he job. Yes, he continued with his, his job. Because and what that is the is profession what... of your husband? My husband is a. Um, he, he did IT. IT. And marketing. Okay. Yes. So most of his, his employment life, he has done operations and marketing, not even IT. Okay. Yes. Operations So that is marketing. what, not to date, because at some point he resigned. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So when I came to Mombasa, I didn't look for a job. Yeah, I didn't. I thought I would start something. And by the way, I loved interior design. Mm -hmm. I love art. I draw, I paint. That is what I do at my free time. Mm -hmm. so, and my mom is a tailor. She has been all our lives. So she taught all of us to stitch, even our brothers. So all mm -hmm. of us in our family know at least something to do with stitching. Yeah. So now th because I didn't have so much money to start a business, I told my husband, just buy me a machine. I even have the receipt. I should have carried it. It was 15000 mm -hmm. I just told him, buy me a machine and let me start from there. I didn't even want much. Mm. So in our son's bedroom, I started stitching. First of all, I did our curtains for mm. our house. And then I posted on Facebook. Mm -hmm. uh, 
there's one of our one of his cousins called me and told me Vilma by the you need to open a page uh, and be, to take better photos and he would just encourage me yeah he was one person who would tell me bluntly by the way that photo you posted is not nice next time get a better one so one day there's mm. a lady who posted on facebook that she needs uh, her curtains done mm. i hadn't done any job so i slid into her dm and told her told her i'm here i can do the job not because i was able to do it but i just told myself let me just try mm. so she told me tomorrow let's meet at nine. Mm. we met the next day i was there early and i got into the house and i do you know have you ever gotten into a house and you're like oh my god this one i can't make mm-hmm. i was shaking like the house was so beautiful I'm asking myself are you going to do this so I went in there she didn't realize I told her later I took the measurements I didn't even know some of the things I took the measurements she gave me the fabric she didn't ask me where I was going to with the fabric she mm-hmm. didn't ask me where my shop was I just called my husband he came we carried the fabric she did not even want to know if you want to know how god sometimes works and it was not a small job so I went I had to find a way of doing what she wanted. Mm. Like no matter what. So I I had one employee, she would come to the house. So we just figured out how to do this. Mm. And I gave it my all. She still has the curtains to date from 2015. Wow. wow. In her house. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you you land in Mombasa in 2018. 2015. 2015, you make sure your husband buys you a 15k machine mm. and you post just again within the 2015 you land actually, a client actually i landed the client in 2016 uh-huh. because 2015 we came in around august yes so that year didn't do much mm. the next year not so much okay the, uh, from august to december i had to stay with my son yeah. because he hadn't started school mm. so the next year after he had gone to school now i'm here alone at home mm. now that is when i started figuring out there's something i can do mm-hmm. so this came in 2016 yes yes wow so it it wasn't i wasn't even expecting it i just i just threw myself in there you know and i said i can do it then figured out how to do it later Okay. You see, yes. So that is how I landed that. Okay, so what happens after that? <laughs> okay. So you've got your first check at least. I got my first what happened? I get my first check. First of all, we tried our best and did the curtains very well. I I can clap for myself. <laughs> we did the work very well mm-hmm. and she was so impressed. From this one client, another referral came mm-hmm. and another one came. So what I used to do When I get money, of course I would use a bit of it and then I would save. So, after a few months, I bought an industrial machine mm-hmm. which was about 65,000. Yeah. You see that's an upgrade. Then my husband told me now after this now, you cannot keep doing this at home mm-hmm. because now people wanted to know, where are you? Mm-hmm. There are jobs we lost because I would tell people that I'm stitching in the house. Yeah. You see? So now we started now again the hunt of looking for a place, a shop, just a small shop. I said even if it's 5000 or 3000 as long as I move from the house. Mm. Yes, that is how we land a shop and he pushed me like he pushed me literally. You have to leave the house, you have to just go 
risk and try this out. Mm. Yeah. Is so, that your current location, by the way? No. Okay, okay, okay. Just... <laughs> it's not. Uh -huh. That was a starting point. It was a small shop in Bamburi. Mm -hmm. And there are people who've worked with me since Bamburi. They are still my clients to date. Mm. So it was a small shop in Bamburi, but very beautiful. Mm. That one I can say. I love beautiful things. So yeah, when I, I set see. up something, <laughs> even where we are, you people yeah. need to, need to, uh, you need to check around. This, this place we are, mm. yes, is one of my, I love beautiful things. So we made the shop very beautiful, simple but beautiful. Mm. So we moved, then in 2018, now we moved to Nyali. Now, my husband saw the potential. I would work so hard, mm. I'm telling you, mm. so hard. So, uh, then we would approach banks to help us with loans, but they would tell us they can't fund startups. Yes. So the only way for us to get the money to expand the business mm. was my husband to resign mm -hmm. and we get the benefits mm -hmm. and then now we can move. It was a big risk for us, but we took it. Wait. What are you talking about? That... <laughs> Your husband has to resign had in to. order for your business to yes, grow. Yes, he had to. And I, that thing has how, made How does me, that happen in, <laughs> in Africa? It does. My respect for him. My God, you can't imagine. Yani, I respect that man with every bit of my life. Now, you know, you, 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 have, you have anticipated and gone way ahead of my interview. <laughs> Sorry. But now that we are there, I, I need to find out. So mm. first of all, I noticed when I walked into your office, mm. I thought it was your accountant. Then you told me it is your husband. Mm. Now I'm getting this uh, other idea that he actually designed to grow your business. Yes. And you're working together. Mm. How does that work? Maybe you could now enlighten us the relationship after resigning. Um, initially, it was not easy. Because it's the emotions involved, especially yes. the emotions. It was crazy. Because there's, uh, we didn't know how to, okay, um, it's me. I didn't know how to separate the emotions at work and emotions at home. <laughs> Something I want to mention, yes. because it's very important. Mm. When he resigned and got all the benefits, he took every coin and put it in my hands and told me, Vilma, if this business does not work, you are to blame. Every single, he didn't even buy a shoe every single coin, put it in my hands and told me now, this is a stepping stone to your next level. Just pause there. Guys, do you hear that? <laughs> Did you just hear that? Uh -huh. Yes. So, we started working together. He didn't Which year know. is this? This is 2018. 2018. Yes. A few, you did not even take three years in Mombasa. This is 2018, yes. Wow. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. He didn't know anything to do with interior design. He did. I taught him everything he knows. Until now, he did a course in uh, in construction. Yes. Now, that is a bit now he works with. So, we moved. It was not easy at, at first to separate yeah. the emotions. <coughs> I'm telling you, it was not an easy thing. Mm. So, we learned. Mm. With time, we learned to separate. When we are home, it's husband and wife. Mm -hmm. When we are at work, mm. we are colleagues. Mm. And if we don't tell you that we are married, mm. you would not be able to know. Yes. I go with him everywhere. And I, he's always my engineer. 
you know mm. he is my contractor mm. depending on where we go yes. he is my foreman uh-huh. and we call each other by name that one we did deliberately because you have to be corporate yes. people would not want to to know whether you're married or not mm. you see so when we go somewhere and actually they don't care they don't care by the yes. way so by the time we are working with you until the project is finished and we tell you we are married you wouldn't believe because there is no emotional attachment during the day it was a difficult journey but i learned along the way you know men are easy mm. women are very emotional so for me it was so hard but i learned along the way and, and that's i believe what you call professionalism yes you being able to put boundaries yes. between work and family so that everything runs well at its very, own cocoon very important yes when you came to the office yes did, did you ever even imagine? no i just thought this is your accountant yes. no you know as a business person uh, there are two most important people mm. you know the ceo <laughs> who is the visionary the dreamer and then we have the accountant who ensures money is yeah. and he had a very serious laptop he was very serious <laughs> on the on the laptop and like, oh so today we are meeting with the accountant and mm. then you bring the boom okay this is my I husband mm. i'm like so how do you work together i i believe i asked that question hey. <laughs> it's it, it's been an amazing journey and we are uh, we are the best team ever we go one direction we speak one voice and when we when we decide we are doing something mm. and we put our minds and brains and energy together mm. it just works great maybe now uh, just tell us uh, your company's name what you do at least so that people can now connect on what we are discussing huh, okay we have uh, the first one is vilma interiors and construction mm-hmm. yes and then the second one is the Vilma Luxury Homes mm-hmm. I'll explain and then the third one we have a restaurant which is called Kivulini Bahari wait now the, you know when you have a lot of things we have to take notes <laughs> <laughs> so we have Vilma Vilma Interiors and Construction Interiors and Construction yes uh-huh. we have Vilma Luxury Homes mm-hmm. and then we have Kivulini Bahari Villas okay talk to us more So Vilma Interiors and Construction was born from Vilma Creations. Mm. So Vilma Creations started from curtains, pillows, mosquito nets, that's mm. where we started. Then mm. along the way I had to go back to school. I did business management which helps me to date. Yes. So I had to go back to school and learn interior design, mm-hmm. which is also my passion a lot. Then along the way my husband also had to learn construction. Mm-hmm. So when we combine the interior design knowledge and the construction knowledge that is what now gave birth to Vilma Interiors and Construction mm. yes mm-hmm. so we deal in construction from foundation all the way up to finishing and everything mm. so once his team comes and builds and uh, we agree on what needs to be done i come up with the concepts of the interior finishes the sanitary ware the tiles the mm. ceilings the fittings everything the furniture so depending on every client's need okay and then vilma luxury homes have to so we have the accommodation we have airbnbs okay. around mombasa okay. uh-huh. so that is just about it for vilma luxury homes mm-hmm. then kivulini bahari also has accommodation it's a restaurant in um, mkomani 
mkomani here yes uh -huh. yes here in Mombasa uh -huh. yes so it has accommodation mm. and it has a restaurant mm. and one thing i always mention mm. it has good food mm. and an amazing ambience those are take I home i feel like we should have gone there <laughs> I feel short change. <laughs> <laughs> so, so those are the three branches of uh, businesses that have been born from this small business that started in 2015. Mm -hmm. Yes. No, no, like I said, you know, how we grow up has a lot to do how we become. Mm -hmm. I noticed that your mom was a businesswoman. Yes. Your dad was employed. Yes. I think you became uh, one of these person who says, uh, if my mom was a businesswoman and my dad was unemployed, I think I need my husband to be a businessman like myself. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let me ask, you know, this sounds so nice, uh, but then you've mentioned challenges. So what has been really the greatest challenge? And how have you been able to go around it, especially in building your business, uh, your husband risking everything mm. to, to resign and, and come and work with you? You know, what has been the greatest challenge thus far? And how have you together, mm. you know, found a solution around it? There are two. I'll talk about all of them. One is planning our finances. Mm. Yeah. It's something that people may not want to talk about, but that is a reality. Mm. So there are places we have invested mm. and we have failed. Mm. There are times we have uh, taken loans mm. and really not channeled it to what it was supposed to, to do. And then you end up hitting the, the wall. Mm. Yeah. And then there are times we have done projects and we realize we have used more than we ought to have because we didn't we didn't plan our finances well mm. yeah and then there was the issue of also separating the family finances and the business finances mm. yes so that is always one challenge that but over time we have learned to we have learned to to plan mm. if the bank is giving you three million we have learned the hard way just take the three million do whatever it was supposed to do. It has been a hard lesson. Not buying a luxurious car. Hey. <laughs> the first time we did, <laughs> honestly, we said, ah, it's a nyingi. So it, this is a lot of money. So let's take a portion of it, buy a car, and a portion of it, do whatever you wanted to do. Mm. And then you realize, my God, you needed to have put all this money in whatever you needed to do. Mm. So you hit a rock bottom. You see, if you buy a car of 1.5 million and mm. you're given 3 million, mm. there is this 1.5 million that you will have to pay for that is not generating any income. Yes. Actually, it's a liability. It's taking from you. If you buy a car, it's a liability. Mm. It, it's fuel. It's, it's a service. It's all these things. So 1.5 million, you have to get it from somewhere else to pay it back. Mm. So the 1.5 is generating. It's paying itself. But now you have the pressure of now having to get the other 1.5. Yeah. You see? Mm. So it, it, it puts pressure on your business because now you have to work either twice as hard or you have to be defaulting, all these mm. things. Mm. So we have learned to organize our affairs. It has taken time. Time. Mm. Huh? And then keeping records. Mm. 
keeping records. Your records have to be straight and clear. Mm. So when somebody comes even to audit your accounts, mm. they just go into the system and know this is. Mm. So initially you just work. Anyhow, you know, mm. you just work. You're just busy. Then at the end of the month you realize you don't even have any money. Now you're asking yourself, where did the money go to? Money never gets lost. Mm. You just didn't trace to the last coin. You just didn't trace this thing to the last coin. Mm. So those are things we have learned along the way. Mm. And we have put systems in place where we know every single day mm. how money is used. To the, to the 0.5, to the 0.5, yeah. you know where the money has gone. So that by the end of the month, you don't ask yourself, Aki, I had a million. So where did the million go to? Mm. You see, that question is very, it's very foolish. Yes. You see. Mm. So now, if we have money, we know where every money goes to. And that thing has really, really helped us. And it has also helped us to scale down on some parts and increase on some parts. Know where to invest more and know where to, to reduce. Yes. And then now we separate the finances for the, the family finances from the business finances. So we just got different accounts. Mm. Not different. One account for family. I don't mm. have mine. He has his. No, we use one account. Mm. So we put money there. We know that is going to to the family needs yeah. and everything. And then mm. the business remains the business. Yes. Mm. Something else that really took us time to understand was the, the VAT, KRA stuff. Mm. Yeah, but with time again, we have gotten a professional accountant who takes us through all these processes. Mm. So we, we are not at loggerheads with KRA, county or with whatever. Mm. So we have learned to plan our finance. So once that is done, every other thing is, mm. is good. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that is the main challenge. The other things uh, are not that major, but yeah. But there are things, maybe I just mentioned, like sometimes you need to do a project and you don't have the resources to do it, you see. Yeah. So you have to either get to the bank or strain so much. Yeah. But yeah, the main challenge has been the finances, which we have learned to, and we help each other. Mm. We help each other a lot. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Wow. Now, um, have you ever faced any skepticism or doubt either from others, from family about your abilities or your business? And if so, how have you been able to respond and move forward? I believe that we do have naysayers and uh, how have you been able to manage that? Yeah. <laughs> first from family <laughs> let me take you back a little bit this i think i need to just mention when my my husband was resigning from from work yes it was not a walk in the park it took us a year to convince our parents that this thing is possible mm. my goodness it was not easy my father-in-law called me and asked me how do you want to and my my husband was earning well Mm. So my father-in-law calls me and asks me, how do you let your husband resign to come and help you stitch curtains? Mm. Like he didn't understand this whole thing. The logic. Yes. Even when I was starting my business, everyone was like, you can't do this. Mm. It's going to fail. What mm. if it fails? You see, so what has helped us and my husband is courageous. Mm. So he has taught me courage mm. in, a, in a crazy way. Mm. So just keep moving. No matter what people say, just keep moving. 
whether you feel you're going to fail or not, just keep moving. There are times we have failed, we have picked ourselves up and moved. Mm. You see? So, it's courage. No matter what people say. No matter what people say. We have learned to just like step over what they say mm. and just go. Most of our successes have, have come out of risks. Most of the successes. Yeah. So if we would have listened to people, even this business would not be where it is today. Mm. It would not be. So we have just learned to walk over everything that people say and move. In construction terms, you use what they say as your cabro. <laughs> or take the stones they throw and put, make a foundation. Uh, and make a carpet for yourself. Yes. Wow. Mm. Now, I, I believe that we have entrepreneurs enter in the same space of mm. interior design and construction or any other entrepreneur like myself. Mm. You now, what is your message to them? And maybe the, now this one, you may have to look at them directly and tell them, what is your message to upcoming entrepreneurs? They could be in your space, they could be in my space. What is it, which word of wisdom or sentences of, of, of advice that mm. would you like to give them? Um, from my experience, there's nobody who has it easy. There's nobody who has ever been given anything on a silver platter. You have to rise above your fears, rise above your, your, your doubts and move. No matter how hard you fall, just rise up. One thing I have learned to do with myself, I have learned to encourage myself. I am the only person that I have. Huh? And every solution that I have always gotten is from within. And that is always the best. Huh? Just pick yourself up. Talk to yourself and tell yourself it's possible. And then rise up and move. And all will be well. And by the way, you don't do business with your heart. Don't do business with your emotions. Just put your mind into it. And it will just be well. All right. Now, I, I know, Vilma, there is, um, when I approached you for this interview, I also know that there is a reason why you, you wanted to participate. There is something, there is a message you want to pass on. And sometimes the questions that I ask may not capture that reason. Mm. So why, why should we listen to you? What is it? What is the message that you really want people to learn from you? And the very reason why actually you agreed to be this in, in stories this of significance. Interview. Yes. I always love people to hear my story. Um, because there are people who have given up. There are people who have, are afraid to start. There are people who feel like they don't have enough resources. Mm. You know, I started with just one machine and they're not there anymore anyway. The machines are not there. By the time we were getting into the interior and construction space, I had 10 of them. Industrial, not the manual ones. Mm. I started with one. And it took a process of resilience and courage and hard work. Mm. And most importantly, it took the grace of God. Mm. So from this one manual machine to the 10 that we had, the difference between this and 
where we are right now is the process. Mm. That is what people always don't want to go through. And it's never easy. It is never easy anywhere. Mm. Mm. So the reason why I always want people to hear my story is just to let them know that it is possible. It is possible if you just believe in yourself, if you just put your trust in God, and if you just throw yourself out there. There are a million possibilities. Mm. There's a time, there's a time that, uh, there's a time I would, I felt like I wanted to, okay, it's not even once. I've, I've wanted to give up so many times. So many times. Until recently, I realized that nobody has it easy. I hear people's story and I feel like, wow. Hmm? So somebody somewhere will hear my story and feel like, yes, I can still make it. Huh? So I would, I would feel so down. I would feel like, no, this is not happening. Sometimes you work and a client tells you you didn't do a good job. It happened so many times. It breaks your heart, especially when you're doing something you love. Mm. And then a client comes and tells you, by the way, I don't like what you do. There are times we would even go and pick whatever we took to the client and take it back and refund the money mm. because they felt like you didn't give it the touch they wanted. Mm. There were times clients would come to the office and, and talk and say hurtful things. And, and, and you feel like, no, I can't do this anymore. Huh? Anytime we would do a good job, a few clients would come back and appreciate. And anytime we would do, not, not a bad job per se, anytime we would not meet a client's expectation, my God, it would be an emotional outburst. Mm. And it would hurt so much. So imagine I have all my employees, I have the teams that I'm dealing with, and here is a client, and they will come and shout at you when everyone is listening. So they have to leave the door, and you have to deal with the other people. Mm. You see, mm. so my story is to encourage people that it is possible, even in the toughest of situations. And failure, <laughs> that one is, it's like, it's like a second handbag. You cannot leave it down, as mm. in it just comes. Mm. So what happens is you learn from it, you move. And you see, when you go to the next step, you mm. don't go there like knowing what is going to happen. So failure still just comes. Mm. Huh? So it is something that we cannot avoid, but if it, it is something that if used properly, it propels you, not success. By the way, if you do well, it's, it's like it's you in your, like in your, in your, in your water. Mm -hmm. But you see, failure will make you sit down and ask yourself, what happened? Mm. Huh? This thing, we normally do it right. So what happened? Exactly. So you get the problem and get a solution immediately. And by the way, may I move on immediately? I don't let these things pull me down. So when a, a client comes in and there's a problem, I don't look at it emotionally. I want to know if I had met his expectation or her expectation, he would not shout. Mm -hmm. And then another thing that I realized is that these people have placed a high value on me. Mm. So anytime I don't meet that expectation, they feel like, no, this is not you. Mm -hmm. You need to do more. Mm. So that is how I looked at even the emotional outburst that people brought. Mm. So I learned from that and I learned from other people. I listened to other people's stories also so to encourage myself, to uplift myself, to tell myself that it is possible. If mm. that person has one head 
and I have one head. Mm. And, and he or she is doing what she is doing. Then I am also able to. Mm. And lastly, I have always come to learn that everything I need is within me. Whether encouragement, whether a solution, whatever it is, it comes from within. That is the best place you can ever get your strength. I can sit with you and you talk to me, encourage me and everything, but if I don't decide to move out of that cocoon, it will never happen. So, mine, the strength comes from within. And it is the most amazing thing that, uh, that ever happened to me. When I got that revelation, mm. I don't even get sad. When something happens, it, it takes a minute and mm. I'm back to my mood. That one everybody knows. Mm. When a challenge comes, it takes not more than five minutes and I'm back to my mood. Because what happens, I don't, I don't always want what happens to me affect every other person. Yeah. When I was doing the wrong thing, you were not there. Exactly. So when I finish with this one, I would want to come back to myself and talk to you normally. Mm. Not move my emotions to you. You see? Yes. So that has been my strength. I am not affected in any way. So I get the challenges, the noises and everything. I breathe in, breathe out, get back to myself. And then I move on with the life. Powerful. Yes. Powerful. Mm. Powerful. Uh, uh, you know, the way you're speaking, I, I, I feel like there is a question I normally ask. And this question is that apart from your husband, who else inspires you in this journey? Who has been your mentor uh, in this journey? I know we, we as human beings alone, we can make it. Mm. And uh, even the God we talk about mm. is not here physically. Yes. So oh, who is it that mentors you, that speaks life to you, especially most of the time we go to them when we are down. Eh? <laughs> Yeah, but I think we should go to them even when you are happy and yeah, up there. So who is it? Uh, at least two or three people that, apart from your husband, okay. that speak life to you and power you to actually find the strength within. Okay. okay. Um, first of all, there's a, there's a mentorship forum that started way back that uh, I'd want to mention, the Binti's. Yes. Yes. My Koki Radina. Yes. Yes. My Koki. Uh -huh. And uh, let me just mention, because she was my first ever client, the one I wow. mentioned. Yes. And she's talked about me, and she's given me referrals, mm. and that team made me meet other women that also were in the, the entrepreneurial sphere, and they kept encouraging me. So I look up to her. I don't, we don't talk much. But sometimes it's not just about going to people. I don't, I don't really go to people for, it's very rare. Mm. But I learn by just watching how people mm. do their stuff. Mm. You see? So just by learning and seeing that growth, I take the lesson and, and move with it. Yeah. Yes. Um, another person that I go to and I need encouragement. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm waiting to be in this list, but I know I'm not going to make it. <laughs> I know I will not make it, so I've accepted the my results mom, so far. <laughs> my mom, mm. yes. My mom is my spiritual anchor. 
when things are so tough, mm. I talk to her a lot. She prays with me. She prays for me. And she tells me, it's going to be fine. Because she's in business, she keeps telling me, Vilma, it's going to be okay. Mm. Yes, there are times it's so tough. Like there's no cash flow, there's nothing. Mm. And I call her and tell her, mom, things are hard. What do I do? And I'm just hold it. Let's hang in there. I've been in this business. I've been in business for all these years. And there are ups, there are downs. She encourages me. She prays for me. And we move on. Mm. Yes. My dad calls me. I don't call him. He calls me. And tells me, daughter, you're blessed. Mm. Yes. I'm, I'm more, I think I'm more inclined to my mom. But my dad is is an anchor just on his own. Mm. He would call me when I, I take a week or so without calling him or I, I get silent. I think maybe there's just this instinct, things are not fine. Yeah. And then he would call me and ask me, are you okay? You see? And just tell me you're blessed. Mm. Just, just that alone, even if I was down there, mm. I would feel him. And then my father-in-law and my mother-in-law, they call me in the morning. The day they call me in the morning, I know the day is blessed. Yes. I, I don't talk to them about the challenges. But somehow these people just get to know that maybe there is something wrong. Mm. They just call in the morning and like, we prayed for you. When you go out there, know mm. everything is going to be okay. Yeah. Mm. You see? So these are the people that really I don't run to them. Mm. But somehow we are connected in a way that they would just call me and encourage me and tell me, we know things are tough. Mm. But just know, you're going to make it. Yeah. Yes. So um, I have about two final questions. Okay. Then uh, we can make it, we can call it a day and I, I will have the opportunity to say you're blessed. So <laughs> but... Um, there is this concept of values, mm. having a value system. Mm. And I'm wondering if you do have personal values and how they influence you mm. as you run your business mm. and engage with your clients. Mm. Uh, because I feel like also sometimes we can build business empires, mm. but then when we feel that we've made it, mm then something that we could have prevented by maybe following a value, mm. something happens mm. and we are back to square one. Okay. So do you have personal values and do you use them in running your business as well as engaging with your clients and how is the experience? Um, first of all, because I was brought up in a Christian home, I got born again when I was very young and that has been that has been a, a pillar in my life every other day. So one, I'm, 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 I'm always learning to be trustworthy so that people can, trustworthy and dependable, so that people can always come to me. I always want to be truthful with everything that I do. Whether I'm dealing with a client or a family member, I always want to be very honest. And something that has kept me going is humility. So no matter how high I rise, I am praying to God. Not that I am, I'm, I'm, I can make it on my own. I am praying to God mm. that I will remain humble. Whether I'm dealing with a client that gives me one shilling mm. or dealing with a client that gives me 10 mm. million. Mm. I just want to maintain it that 
I will treat them all the same. And I would want every word that comes from my mouth to be seasoned with grace so that everyone that encounters me mm. feels there is something different, whether it's a client or a family member or a friend. Mm. That, is, that has kept me, even with my clients, before we engage into every other thing. Mm. I want to make you feel comfortable and I want to make you feel valued. So that has helped me a lot. Yes. So for the, for the business, for all these things have helped, have, have translated to business. You see, you cannot bring into business what you're not. Yeah. You see, every value you have, that is what helps you run the business. Mm. And something that has also helped with my clients is being sorry. When you do a mistake, own it up and say you're sorry. And find a way to rectify the mistake. Mm. However arrogant. You know, the Bible says, um, a soft answer uh, takes away wrath. Mm. Like somebody comes to you shouting and all these things. And then you're just there telling them, I'm so sorry. I've done that before. You look like a fool. But at the end of the day, you calm them down and they come back. Somebody would tell me, Bim, I will never come back to your shop. They're so, and I, I follow them up even with a call. Mm. And tell them, I am so sorry. These things happen. Give me another chance. Mm. Some of them do. Some of them don't. Yeah. But eventually they come back. After a very long time, they come back and they're like, yeah. Mm. You, give me a, you give me a good service, but I was not happy with this and this yeah. and that. So those are the values that I have learned on myself. And I've, mm. I have taken them to the business. Powerful. Yes. So Powerful. everyone that encounters me, I want them to feel that grace. I want them to feel that difference and I want them to feel appreciated. Mm. Yes. And it's from anyone, everybody I've dealt with, from the border border guy to the greatest person. The treatment is the same. Wow. Yes. Perfect. Mm. Now, um, this will be my final question. Okay. Mm. I know some of these, even personally, I'm sweating. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm wondering if uh, what I could have been doing if I was on the other side of the table. <laughs> so looking back on your journey, mm. what are you most proud of? And what goals do you still hope to achieve in the future? I'm proud of myself. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. I am proud of myself. Somebody who met me in 2015 or 16 mm. would tell you there is growth. Mm. Uh, every time I do well, I clap for myself. Mm. Every time the business does well, mm. I say I contributed something to it. Mm. So first of all, I am proud of myself. And I'm not afraid to say that. Mm. Yes. And I celebrate myself for every small and big win. I mm. have learned to celebrate myself. Because that is the only way I get strength to move. Mm. And I also beat myself up mm. when I do wrong. I mm. talk to myself, by the way. I put myself in a meeting and tell myself, Uma, you have done wrong and you have to mm. improve on this. Yeah. You see? Mm. Um, what else am I proud of? And how the business has grown. It has been an amazing journey mm. that I would not want to give up for anything. Amazing, amazing journey. Yes. And I am also proud of every client that has worked with me. Let me give an example of this place we are in. Mm. This lady came to my office and just ordered two pillows. Two. 
if she wakes up, she would tell you. Two pillows. And the way I treated her at that particular point, mm. taking those two pillows, has made me... Now, this house, we furnished the whole of it. Mm. The whole including, house, where including where we are where seated. We are I love the space, by the way. It's very and beautiful. And it matches the go... colors until we had to change the pillows. <laughs> you should go into the house. It's yes. very beautiful. Mm. She has walked with me this journey, not because of anything, but because they, they have seen the growth. Mm. And because of how I've treated them, mm. with, whether you're buying one pillow or buying ten, mm. you see. So I am proud of all my clients, the ones who have worked. There are people who have given me a million chances. Like, Wilma, I know you can do this. Mm. I make a mistake. They still come back to me. Wilma, I know you can do this. Mm. You see. So mm. these are the people that have made me. So, and, I'm pr and I'm proud of my family. Mm. After some time, they all came in and supported. Mm. Yeah. And you see, the most amazing thing is getting support from the closest people you have. Yeah. I have done for them curtains. I've done their houses. They have talked about me everywhere. Anytime there's an opportunity, they call. Mm. They're telling me, Vilma, there's this, there's that. They refer people to me. They have come for accommodation. They have come to the restaurant, you see. Mm. So it's, it's, it's a whole lot of people that I'm proud of. I, and my son, mm. he's called Prince. Mm. <laughs> He is the junior manager of Kivulini Bahari. That's how he calls himself. Wow. Okay. <laughs> he told me, Mom, make sure you mention me in that video. I told him I was coming for an interview. He is, he is one amazing boy. On Sunday, we were there, and he was giving me ideas mm. of how to improve the space. I am so proud of him. I was telling him, you need to, he's a good swimmer. So anytime he teaches anyone how to swim, there are kids who come, they don't know how to swim. So I tell him, this is your work. Teach them how to swim, you earn 500 per day. And he does it. Mm. So on Sunday, we are leaving the restaurant and he's telling me, mom, I have three ideas that you need to look into. Mm -hmm. Please get name tags for your, for your waiters. Mm -hmm. uh, you need to get a kid's pack mm -hmm. and you need to improve on that space. Uh, bring these two uh, villas down and put up something very big. <laughs> so right. he's, I, that, and that's how I call him, our junior manager. And he mm. is so proud of it. He is so proud of the businesses. He, he even markets me in school, like tells people about what the mom does mm. and tells me, mom, can I take this verse to my teacher? Mm. I just want to tell them of what you do. Mm. So I am so proud of him. Yeah, I look forward to meeting the junior manager. He is so courageous. You need to and meet he him. needs to teach me how to <laughs> And lastly, I'm yes. proud of my husband. Yes. He is. Anytime I mention him, I just smile so broad. Mm. He has been my support. He does not want to be in the limelight, but mm. he pushes me. He encourages me. He rebukes me. He tells me the truth as it is. He does mm. not want to know. But he has been the greatest support. And I am so proud of him. And I respect him with everything that I have. <laughs> All right. Yes. All right. Now, do you have any final remarks? Yes. Okay. Go right at it. I am so grateful that you give me an opportunity to tell my story. And I'm, I pray God that everyone that hears this story is going to be encouraged. And anyone that hears this story is going to rise up when they felt low. And remember, there's God in heaven. He answers when we call he has been the pillar that has held this family. I've been married for 12 years. We celebrated 12 in March. Mm. Yes, and it's been an amazing journey. My son is turning 12 in May. Mm. You should meet him. 
Hush. It's <laughs> amazing. That's Sunday. Yeah. So I am praying that everyone is going to be blessed by my story. And I would tell it again and again to the glory of God. Thank you. Yes. It has been uh, wonderful hosting you. I, I feel inspired to also mention a few words here or there. Here. All right. I just that is the story of none other than Vilma Ouma. Okwe. Okwengu. Okwengu. Yes. And she says that nobody indeed has it all. And as we all know, that life is a journey. It does not matter the things that you will own, the property that you will have. What matters is the person you become in the process of this journey of life. So keep becoming. Don't give up. You may fall. Rise up to the occasion and keep following your dreams and ensure that you have people to empower and power you and fuel you to pursue your dreams. And also something I've learned from her story, that when it comes to family, especially your partner, it is important to have someone who will support you, who will sacrifice for you to ensure that actually your dreams are possible. Failure, especially to the ladies, Failure is a second handbag. I don't know what I will what I will tell to men. Not everybody uses uh, a wallet, but let me say that failure is is a second handbag. And to a man, failure is the order of the day. Instead of wallowing in the valley of despair, ask yourself how can you use it to propel yourself to the next level when it comes to pursuing your dreams. All said and done, it's been an amazing story. I look forward to watching it again on our YouTube channel. So feel free to check our YouTube channel, subscribe, and wait for the next story. But for now, until then, keep growing, keep learning, and stay tuned to Stories of Significance. Connect, inspire, transform. Cool.